Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks the carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right. Good. Happy Monday morning to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Guys, we got uh, the way we're going to roll this morning, which we got the three winners from the series, and we're fixing to play Austin Beers here real quick. But after Austin, we got uh, Kevin Swarzy calling in from uh, Super Cup Series TV. He was at Richmond, and we'll get to talk a little bit about what went on at Richmond, guys. Big weekend up in Richmond. First time back in the short track saddle, guys. But uh, we got the modified winner. It was rained out. They moved it back. And uh, here we go. All right, we'll go ahead and get started here. We're joined by tonight's race winner for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour at Richmond Raceway, Austin Beers. Austin, congratulations on your first win. Why don't you walk us through your race today? Oh, it was really good. Um, you know, since we unloaded off the truck, we were really good. And, you know, just maintaining the car throughout the pit stops and uh, during the middle of the race, we, uh, we, did, we just struggled a little bit loose in the middle. So uh, we made an adjustment on the last stop, and the car was tremendous. And, you know, just trying to keep our gap behind us and, you know, slowly drive away as long as we didn't, you know, burn off the tires. Awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and open it up for questions. Over here with Kevin. Austin, Kevin with the uh, RacingTimes2.com. First off, congratulations. We always say, boy, what a dream day, week, whatever. You know, I always dreamed of this. Could you have really dreamed of a day like this? No, I could not. Uh, the rain was definitely not in the dream, but uh, no, it was, it, it, it's amazing just to, you know, went out of track as prestigious as this where, you know, Dale Earnhardt, Rusty Wallace, you know, my mentors, Ryan Priest is racing tomorrow. I, I look up to him a lot, and that move on Eric Goodell, I actually was taught by Ryan Priest how to do that, so props to him. Um, just, it's just amazing to win here, and I can't thank my team enough. Sorry. And to follow up, uh, uh, maybe talk about your family a little bit. Your dad, Eric, handed you the keys over. Um, first off, what precipitated that? And second off, the exact day that your grandfather Dale passed away was today. Yeah, my dad, uh, my dad, uh, he um, just kind of stepped aside from our uh, our family, kind of like family cars, uh, the Lang Racing Team on the Race Champions Tour in the Northeast, and and that kind of propelled me to get this ride with Mike Murphy. And uh, you know, just without that, you know, him kind of giving up his career, I would not be here today at all. I would still be racing at my local short track so i can't thank him enough for that and and then you know my grandfather i would not be racing without him uh he started this in my family so to win on this day it's pretty special any further questions all right great thank you so much austin yep thank you 
All right, guys. Uh, that was really quick on Austin's part, but uh, it's always a good thing when you get in winter circle, guys. Always a good thing in winter circle. So we're waiting on Kevin call in. Uh, Kyle's at work this morning. He's going to try to call in when he when he's got a little bit of time. But uh, guys, we're headed to Bristol on dirt, guys. Uh, this is where. If you raced in the Arkham Menard Series, you did get a little stock car experience on dirt with uh, Springfield and DeCoin being on the uh, schedule for the past several years. Both of them are great tracks to go see. If you've never seen stock car racing or ARCA, those two races are the State Fair, the Aviance, everything there. Pretty cool. Uh, night race at, at DeCoin and a day race in Springfield, both great races put on by Track Enterprise and Mackey. Adam Mackey and Track Enterprise always does a absolutely wonderful job. We also, uh, after we talked to Kevin, we have uh, the Xfinity winner, first-time winner, Pete. Chandler Smith, congratulations. Met Chandler when he was 13 at, at Nashville. And uh, he has actually brought home his first Xfinity Series win. And uh, congratulations to Chandler Smith. So we're waiting on Kevin. Uh, I'm going to go back to Wilkesboro. If you're going to Wilkesboro, folks, you know how you clamored for them. The NASCARs needs to go back to their roots. Understand that with that being said, and NASCAR going back to the roots, the infrastructure, four lanes, six lanes leading in and out of there, are not going to be there. Take your time. Enjoy who you're actually slowly passing. Talk about what you've missed, what you want to see. It Just don't complain about the traffic, folks. Leave early enough. Get there early. Take you something to tailgate around the back. And uh, have a good time. Enjoy being back at Wilkesboro. And don't try to fly in and fly out unless you got a helichopper. All right, guys. Uh, waiting on Kevin now. We, like I said, we, we still got the soundtrack for uh, Chandler Smith and first-time winner this year, Kyle Larson, man, bringing it home at Richmond. It's that short track thing, guys. Let's see. We're in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Bristol will be race number eight. Race number eight. All right, we got uh, Bristol. We got Martinsville, the flat paper clip, and then we move to Talladega, guys. If you have not been to Talladega, this would be the year to be. Big Bill's Garage, awesome, will be there. We got ticket giveaway starting, I think, Thursday night. Uh, 
waiting to hear just a couple more things back from them. But uh, it's the 21st through the 23rd weekend of April. Be after Easter. Uh, last October and, and April, pretty good weather. Hopefully we'll have great weather this this go around. Looking forward to seeing you there. If you're there, text me. Let me know you're there. So, guys, while we're waiting on Kevin, uh, you know, we had a uh, truck winner and uh, did not mention the trucks, but our good friend Carson Hoselvac is the winner of the Texas truck race. He's eight minutes. We'll see if we can get some of this in before Kevin calls. Right, we are joined by winner of tonight's SpeedyCash.com 250, driver of the number 42 Nice Motorsports Chevrolet, Carson Hosevar. Carson, this is your first NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series win. How does it feel? Uh, it feels really good. Um, I'm sure it will feel better Monday and Tuesday when I can finally register this. Um, super special. Uh of all of all days we I would have picked to win. I didn't think this one. Um seems to be always the the case when when you have your first one and that that big story that you have so many especially last week the rough ache of that. So it's the fact I'm sitting here is super I never would have guessed at all at any lap of that race. Well, congratulations. I'm going to go ahead and open it up to questions. We'll go right back there with Justin. Okay. <laughs> One second. Just, okay. Justin Schuler kicking the tires. Carson, congratulations. Um, obviously, you've wanted this for a long time. So you kind of let your emotions all pour out on the front stretch. But I want to let you know, out of all the races that I've been to, I think that's the most seen for a truck winner. Come <laughs> up to the front of the fence line at the front stretch and celebrate with you. So I don't know if you saw that. And if you did, just kind of what's your reaction to that? Uh, I mean, I there's a lot going on for me. Um, I was just trying not to pass out. I just couldn't believe it from not knowing 100% if we won or not to legitimately just winning and hugging every crew guy. I didn't want to miss one and seeing all the fans. And I wanted to take in every second I could. And uh, I wish I was still out there just hooting and hollering right now. But it's uh, I got a lot of pictures and a lot of videos. And bazillion people that know me and I, I'm close with that um, I've only gotten closer to that will be able to tell these, this story for a long time, especially being in Al's backyard and Wex's backyard and Worldwide Express's backyard. I mean, they couldn't, couldn't be a more perfect racetrack. And then a, a few big wrecks in today's race, um, but uh, obviously you were kind of involved in that last one there on the white flag lap. Um, just uh, kind of share your perspective of what you saw uh, leading up to that. I mean, I didn't see a lot. Uh, I saw the four or the two and the 38 hit and three and four and knew I might have a shot here and to kind of have a shot and, and, and they really got hitting and really got close. So they kind of stalled each other out and, and in my head off of four, I was thinking if I could put this bottom three and have clean air, I might get them tight or, you know, have a shot there. And 
my nose was up. I was flying the nose. I was in the draft. I was going to turn as left as I could, and I was wasn't 100% lifting. All of a sudden, the two hooked left and, and kind of came back right. And um, I mean, I was planning on either pushing him and, and getting down. I was planning on filling the hole, and you know, it's it you don't want to ever wreck a guy, especially the speeds. Um, you know, I I don't want to play the hurt card, but like I've gotten hurt before. I know what it feels like. I don't want to do that. Rather than um, I don't want to do that intentionally, especially I don't want to win that way. But um, he just came off the grass sideways, and the second I touched him, he was around. So he was the dominant truck all day. Uh, Danny Stockman and Nick Sanchez and all the KBM group, they're Chevy now. So don't ever want to touch them or hurt them or um, do that ever intentionally. But um, just it's part of last lap, wide open, get loose. I, you know, I'm gonna try and give it, get it a shot. Go right up here. Caleb Vessel, SpeedwayDigest.com. Uh, Carson, we were talking this morning. You know, at 20 years old, you have this amazing job where you get to drive race cars for a living. And now, at 20 years old, I believe you are the 123rd winner in the NASCAR Craft and Truck Series. That's got to feel pretty cool, doesn't it? Uh, feels really good that this thing's coming home with me and gets to sit there and I get a banner on the shop. And uh, finally, every media outlet and every friend and family can finally stop saying today's your day. So today was finally our day, and I can finally stop getting asked that. We just go for more. Uh, the first one's always harder. And I said, I said this team is capable of winning five races, and that's what it takes to win a championship. I didn't, I didn't know. I when I said that, I don't mean that like we're gonna go win five races. I just, if you're gonna be the dominant force and win championship, you gotta win five races. Um, you gotta win two in the regular season, and and then each round um, to be the the full-blown favorite, you know, no playoff, no Mickey Mouse, no nothing. Like, you just won the championship, so. Do we have any other questions for Carson? Let's go back to Justin, and then we'll go up here. Mike Damp from Front Stretch. Uh, usually when you win a race, you take the checkered flag and you come across. Uh, today it was, uh, We know, still took it. We you still did, took you it. did, but, but you also, you. You also. I was watching. <laughs> I wanted to see it. But you also had to wait a little bit for confirmation that, uh, that you, you were the winner. And I, I watched your team and the tension that they were feeling at the time. What were you feeling in the car? I mean, I, I wasn't going to celebrate too soon. I, I didn't think it was much of a question. And, and, you know, the finish I thought was more under review, like they said, of, behind me um but i mean there's been crazier things that happen there's been people that have crossed the line and not won the race first so uh i wasn't i wasn't gonna destroy that truck and burn it the hell down if i didn't know 100 percent. so i sat there and i i started to started to cry a little bit that you know it was just all kind of sunk in right there and then pegged that thing through the floorboard and just started doing donuts like i've always imagined what about the the victory chain that you've got on I'm gonna wear this everywhere. I'm gonna remind everybody. I'm gonna the whole week, the whole week. I'm gonna walk into Bristol Dirt with this thing on. N next guy's gonna get one, but uh, hopefully it's us again. And I'll wear that. I'll wear it twice, but um, if need be, if I gotta have, if I hold this thing all week, uh, you know, I'm. You're only as good as your last week, so I got a week to really pump this up. All right, we'll go back to Justin. Yeah, you're you're just alluding to it earlier, but what's it, that monkey off your back? Like, how does that feel now? Because you you've been so close so many times, you've had so many doubts, 
like even from yourself now it's all gone like how's that feel there's just a lot less pressure i just have always thought even myself even today i'm like man people just stop asking me maybe i'll be able to do it like i just something um it's just it's just nice to have that question put to bed and um if i wake up tomorrow and never get to drive a race car again i will always have a trophy with my name on it um and that's you don't know when your last day is you don't know the last race you're gonna run and um just glad that i got that one do we have any final questions all right <laughs> we're gonna come back up here earlier but as a 20 year old how are you gonna celebrate this one tonight i'm gonna watch a lot of people get drunk that's what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, Carson, congratulations. Thank you for your time. Thank you. My question is, what hat will Carson wear tonight while he watches a lot of people get drunk? All right, Carson Hothevac, congratulations, Carson. Good to see you in the late models. Uh, you do a lot of stuff at the smile tracks, and, and then you hustle over to, to run the trucks. I can see a lot of that going on. First time it's winter in the truck series, and guarantee you this is not going to be his last. Setting his goals to be a champion at five wins. He didn't say he'd win five wins. He said you need to win five wins to be competitive for the championship. So uh, another young man here, first time winner this year in the Xfinity series, and I know this is not going to be his last one either. And uh, it won't be that long. Carson will be racing up in Xfinity with him. All right. We're now joined by today's NASCAR Xfinity Series race winner here at Richmond Raceway, Chandler Smith, driver of the number 16 college racing Chevrolet. We'll go ahead and open it up for questions. I'm Bob Hawkers, Fox Sports. Is this sweeter because of what happened at Vegas? Uh, yes and no. Uh, just like I said in multiple interviews now, this is kind of just a testament to what I said in Vegas. Um, you know, yeah, it sucks, but it obviously wasn't in God's works, works for me that day. And uh, I was fine with that. I was good with that. And I knew there was something bigger and better that he was planning out for me that I just had to be still, be faithful, and uh, keep on trucking. And, I mean, here's, here's proof of it. I don't know much more proof I can give to people. And it, when it comes to God's uh, blessings on myself and my family, it's just uh, it, it all goes to him. I can't appreciate Chris Rice, Matt Colley, my wife, everybody at uh, Colley Grayson for stepping out a leap of faith for myself. Uh, you know, going in on a, a, a young kid that is reckless. And, um, I, I mean, I'm just a young kid still, right? So um, just really, really grateful to be here. One more is it sweeter question. Is it sweeter to beat uh, the 20, which might have been a car that you were eyeing last uh. year? No, because I'd rather be in the 16, to be quite honest with you. I could care less about them guys over there. I'm just focused on, you know, everybody here at Collie Racing, making our program better, keep building and building to get even bigger. Um, we'll go over here first, and then Jordan. Blair, uh, Kevin Schwarzy with the Racing Times. Uh, I'll segue off of uh, your comment about family. Uh, one of the first things you did when you got to Victory Lane was uh, grab your, your child and hold him <laughs> up. and uh, Maybe talk about the emotions with your family there and, uh, and what they mean to you. It, it means everything. They didn't go to Coda. They didn't go to Phoenix. And anybody that was around me at either one of those racetracks would definitely probably say that I was 
a little more crankier than usual. Would you agree with that, Chris? I was a little cranky at both of those tracks. So uh, having them here is amazing. It makes my job way more fun, way more enjoyable. I, I really feel deeply bad for crew guys, crew chiefs, and all that. that they don't have the luxury to bring their families. They're apart from them. Granted, they don't have a lot of time off. But just that, you know, 30 minutes after you leave the racetrack, sit down for dinner, and you're with your family, that is really, really big. When you look at our schedule, I mean, starting February, end of November, you're away from your family a really long time. So, I'm just really grateful and blessed that I can bring mine, but I, my heart definitely aches for the guys and 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 gals that can't that can't do that. Go to Jordan. Jordan Bianchi, the athletic. Where do you how do you feel you've grown as a driver from last year to this year? Have you made gains, or are you still the same driver? Um, I mean, I feel like I'm probably I leave that up to you guys more than anything. I don't know. I just go out and try to perform each week and. Uh, be humble about where I am and just take what the car will give me and uh, be grateful for the opportunity. I'll leave that to you guys. You guys like numbers and statistics and all that. So you you tell me, have I gotten any better? <laughs> You're winning. Okay. <laughs> what areas do you feel like you still improve? Everything. You can always be better. So um, whether it's myself, whether it's the car, whether it's uh, communication, there's always places you can improve. So uh, every single sector that you can name, we can get better at. We'll go to Jerry. Jordan kicking the tires.net. So how does it feel to get the first time win in the Xfinity Series? It's great. I mean, especially here at Richmond Raceway. It's Chris Rice's home track. It's my favorite racetrack. Uh, this track drives really, really similar to kind of my roots of racing, Five Flag Speedway. It's, I was talking to my wife when she came. I was like, this is literally a big Pensacola uh, with how the track's laid out, with how low it is and stuff like that. Like, it's really just a big version of Pensacola, Florida. Um, so I, that's why I really love this racetrack a lot. So to get it at my favorite one, that's awesome. And I got my first win in my truck at Bristol, which at the time was my favorite racetrack. So um, once I uh, had a good run here in the truck last year, this became my favorite racetrack. Isn't that funny how drivers run good at one racetrack? Oh, now it's my favorite track. But, no, I, I truly like any type of short track race, and it's kind of the roots of NASCAR, where we all came from, um, all the way back to the original when they, you know, started this whole deal. So. I really enjoyed to come here and looking forward to Martinsville. We go to Nathan and Bob. Nathan Tom with the podium finish. Chandler, you know, could you just walk me through those last couple of restarts and, and trying to fight off the 20 there? The biggest relief was when the first caution came out and I knew we were going to get tires. Um, we had the best car all day for about 30 to 35 laps. We got some work to do to go back to the shop, figure out how to make our stuff live a little longer and still have good fire off speed. There's obviously a happy medium there, but I feel like uh, after today, I have a good direction, kind of what to get feedback-wise to my guys to make our program a little bit better at tracks like this. Um, so with that being said, though, when that caution ca fell, knew how many laps approximately was going to be left, I kind of knew right then and there that I just had to do my job and uh, be clean, be good, and um, I, I, the cards would play out where they needed to be. And obviously tomorrow for you, you know, making your first career cup start, you know, after you know, winning your first Xfinity race today, just what are your expectations for tomorrow? I just want to finish the the cup race, to be quite honest with you. Um, I don't have really any expectations. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I have a general feel of what the cup car felt like at Daytona. That's so different than here at Richmond. So I'm just a blind squirrel. Um, I, I don't really have any expectations. I'm just really grateful for the opportunity to be, you know, racing on Sunday at Richmond with colleague racing. Um, Matt Colley, Chris Rice, giving me this opportunity is amazing. So, I'm going to go out and perform and see where it ends up. All right, we'll go to Bob, then Dustin, and then back over here. Bob Parker's Fox Sports. To follow up on that, are you more anxious, do you think, at the start of the race tomorrow, being your first cup start, or today where maybe the expectations to perform and win are a little bit 
higher. No, this sounds really bad. I don't have any pressure for tomorrow because I have absolutely nothing to lose at all. I'm just racing five races this year and going to just learn, simple as that. So um, I don't really have any pressure. just want to go out there, uh, do my best, see kind of where our cup program is here on the short track, see what I feel like we could work on and get better at on that side and try to grow that program a little bit and also just get experience. You know, racing on Sundays with that caliber of drivers um, – for you know 400 miles it's pretty big that's going to help me with my race craft when i come back on saturdays too so uh really looking forward to just the experience and uh yeah dustin dustin long nbc sports chandler was about 19 months ago when you got your first truck win so in that time to get the, the xfinity win make now make the first cup start I'm curious in how you feel the, the length of time has gone in, in, in one sense. Has this been a seemingly quick period or is it a long period? Because I assume for a younger person, each day seems like it takes forever to get to a point, so 19 months might seem longer to somebody that's older. But I, I'm curious what how you look at this path over the last 19 months. Yeah, it's been a lot of um, high moments, low moments, uh, struggling and growing and uh, getting to know myself and trying to figure out, you know, what 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 what's that next leap that I got to make to be a better race car driver? What's that next? Okay, I'm here. What do I got to do to be here now? So, trying to figure that out and better myself. Also having my wife and now we have a son as well. I mean, that's been a huge, 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 huge factor in kind of honestly my success that I have now. Uh, they ground me more than anything, and they give me way more to go out and be hungry about and to go uh, work my excuse my French my ass off every single weekend. Um, and throughout the week because this is just this is the fun part this is like the five percent that people get to see of race car drivers what goes on through the week is a lot more than this so um definitely them but uh, 19 months is, I, I feel it's forever ago like I, I 19 months that kind of blows my mind but um these cars really suit my driving style they they really drive a lot like a super late model which that's what i come from race since i was 12 years old i'm trying to warm old chris rice over here and get me in a super but we're working on that we're working on it so um with that being said, that's kind of why I've had a lot of great people like Chris, Bruce, everybody on the 16 group, everybody at Colleague Race, and a lot of good mentors to help me with the leap from trucks to Xfinity, and that's why the successes came so fast. Go ahead. Kevin, again with the uh, RacingTimes.net. Uh, the broadcast team of uh, Kevin Harvick and Joey Logano and Adam Alexander pointed out also your restarts. Even, even oh, that's not good. Early in the races. That's <laughs> not good. During the race. Maybe, I went back and watched. That's maybe, probably not good. Maybe, maybe you can talk about your restarts because they uh, seem really, really impressive. I thought they were good, but they probably think I'm too aggressive. But, oh, okay, well, that's good. That's good. Uh, that's glad to hear, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, they were good. Coming from the truck series, you've got to you got to gra- like fight, fight, fight for your life on restarts. If you, that's where you make your A. If you don't, you lose five spots. And I had to learn that the hard way for my first se- well, first full year in the truck series and just, you know, acclimating that and trying to up my aggressive level. So translating that over to the Xfinity series, I mean, that sounds really bad, but a lot of these guys aren't aggressive on restarts. They just call it how it is. They're really not. So I'm able to take advantage of guys a lot easier and it pays off for myself. So, I mean, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> it's, it's working out for us. Any additional questions? All right. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Hey, the big bird here at Xfinity this year is road courses and restarts. Uh, I can see the aggressiveness in the truck series. Yeah. All you got to do, y'all, is watch one, two races, and you'll see the aggressiveness. Uh, 
like trucks so so uh austin beers wins the modifieds you got uh carson hosevac winning the truck series at richmond or at texas and then uh the richmond was modifieds xfinity and cup and you got chandler winning the xfinity and we're going to move on to our cup winner, first-time winner this year. Uh, kind of long time coming, I think. Uh, but he knows how to get to winner's circle, that's for sure. All right, we're now joined by tonight's race winner, Kyle Larson, driver of the number 500 Motorsport Chevrolet. Once again, we'll go ahead and open it up for questions. Raise your hand, we'll get you a wireless mic. So go ahead and start with Bob. Bob Parker's Fox Sports. You've had a couple wins slip away this year after you had that damage from with the contact with Suarez. Did you think, oh, this is another one of those days? Um, I wouldn't say that ever crept into my mind. I was just kind of hoping and praying that the damage was the reason why uh, I got slow and um, obviously couldn't see the damage. Uh, still haven't seen how it was dented, but um, I was definitely a lot slower then, so I was you know, hoping, hoping once we got to the end of the second stage that they could fix it and then that our car would go back to normal because um, I was surprised at how bad I was after that. So um, I felt like I was before that pit stop, we were going to cruise to a stage two win and then, uh, yeah, kind of fell apart there. So, um, yeah, I was just mad at the situation and, um, you know, mad at just not knowing if it was the damage why I was bad or if just the track had gone through transition and we were going to be, you know, average the rest of the race. But uh, thankfully that wasn't the case and you were able to, uh, you get refocused there to start the third stage and inch our way forward and then um, have some, you know, things work out for us, cautions work out at the right time and our pit crew, you executed a great pit stop there at the last one. We'll go right over here and then we'll go to Mike and then we'll take a question from the press box. Chris Powell, Couch Coach Live. Congratulations, Cal, on the victory. Uh, talk about kind of that frustration. How did you overcome it? And then the impact of uh, uh, Hendrick Motorsports um, in your career. Yeah, no, it was, um, you know, a lot of, I feel like a lot of the races, I mean, even looking at last week, like my race was going good in the beginning, and then you know, one uh, small mishap um, turned into me trying too hard, and I, and I made a lot more mistakes and kind of hurt our day going forward. So, um, you know, when, when I was going backwards in the second stage and mad, I just needed a caution to take a break and, and then, you know, tell myself just to not overreact and just, you know, we still have 170-something laps left or whatever it was, and, you know, it's plenty of time to get back to the front. So um, our car was good enough to uh, to do that too. But um, and then, yeah, the, the impact of, of Hendrick Motorsports has been you know, amazing for my career, obviously. Uh, I've won a lot of races um, with them, and, and now you know, a championship in 2021. And um, you know, it was Ricky Hendrick's uh, birthday today um, that I learned about as well. So um, just a, a great day um, all around for Hendrick Motorsports. Great week, especially. So, um, yeah, a lot of significance this week, and, and I'll probably remember it now for a long time. Go ahead. Mike Embry, NBC Sports. <clears throat> Kyle, what, what was the, uh, after the incident, what did the car feel like? Was it noticeably different from damage? Yeah, and typically, you know, when you leave, 
from a green flag stop, it it feels different, you know, because there's rubber on the track and all that. So, you know, I took off from the green flag stop, and I was like, okay, my car is driving different than it did to start this run. So, um, and I didn't think that I hit Suarez that hard. It didn't feel that hard for my seat. So I was like, okay, it's whatever. And um, I was like, man, I'm not good. I'm, I was really tight, loading into the corner, snap loose off. Um, you know, lap cars were driving by me. So I was just like, man, like, is this is this the track change? Um, or and then they told me that the damage, and um, yeah, there was just nothing I could do to manage you know what I was fighting. And I think when I was tight in the center, it just pissed off my exit and my rear tires, and I was really, really bad, really lacking traction that run. So I'm, I was just shocked that uh, the damage did that much to me. But uh, thankfully, it was in an area where they could pop it back out, and, and our car drove fine after that. And what about the, the uh, Ricky's birthday and, and the paint scheme and all that? Is it a special, extra special thing for you to have all that come together? Yeah, for sure. No, it definitely is. Um, you anytime you I've it's been me racing this five car has been special but especially this paint scheme um you know I was watching uh just flipping through like old YouTube videos this week of you know my 2021 season so I could remind myself that I used to be good but um you know I didn't realize after watching it that Vegas was our first race in my first win with Hendrick and that was my first race with that paint scheme and the colors that year um, New Kansas later on that year was, um, I think it was 17 years to the date of the accident. Um, and then, you know, now this, you'll win it on his birthday. It's all really special and it's kind of crazy, kind of how, you know, things maybe work out, um, you know, from the power above, you know, things work out, uh, that way. So, um, pretty special for sure. And, you know, there's a couple other birthdays on our team also. You know, my Jack man, he turned 30 today. My spotter turned 30 today. So uh, just a, a special day all around, and um, look forward to you celebrating with them. We'll take a question from the press box. Yeah, Joshua Weatherman, Short Track Report. Uh, what were your thoughts about the new Short Track package, and what do you think we can expect when we get back on the pavement at Martinsville? So I thought... Um, I thought things felt more normal to like the previous model car. I felt like um, you know, last year here at Richmond, like you could follow somebody down to the bottom and you would just get so tight. And uh, even if they missed the bottom a little bit in front of you, you'd get tight. But today seemed like you know normal. Like you could wrap the paint. You could you know, if somebody missed the bottom in front of you, you could like throttle up and get to their back bumper. Um, so you just I just didn't feel as affected behind people in traffic. So I was pleased with that. Um, it seemed like there was more passing. It seemed like there was a little more coming and going um, compared to last year's races. I'm curious what other drivers think, but uh, I thought it was an improvement. I thought it was an improvement at Phoenix, but I thought it was a, even more of an improvement compared to the racing we had here last year um, for this race. So, um, yeah, I was happy about that. Come right here. Andrew Stoddard, uh, frontstretch.com, Kyle, over here. Um, so it seems like your close competition pretty much throughout the day were the uh, JTR Toyotas. Were you kind of expect them to be your closest competition? And kind of how how did you uh, the Hendrick Chevys compare to the JTR Toyotas throughout the race? Yeah, always when you come to Richmond, you know that uh, the Gibbs cars are going to be the, the ones to beat. Um, they just have a uh, a package, I guess, for this, for this track. And... Um, 
So I knew, or at least I thought going into the race, you, know, you don't know uh, without practice, but I thought going into the race that they were going to be the tough ones. And, um, you know, when I was going backwards in the end of that second stage, a lot of the cars passed me were Gibbs cars. So I was like, okay, they're they're really good. And I could see them kind of chewing up on, on Williams' lead in front of me and then ultimately passing him too. So, um, yeah, they were they were probably still better than, than we were um, today. But, um yeah, this has historically been a really bad track for Hendrick, too. So um, to have all of us run up front majority of the day, uh, come away with a one-two finish, um, lead as many laps as we did between William and I, like it was, uh, yeah, the best the best day I think Hendrick's had at Richmond in in decades probably. So um, you're proud of the effort and, and really really proud of how we've been as a whole organization at every racetrack you know so far this season. We'll come to Alex, then Barry, then back up to the press box, then over to Nathan. Hi, Kyle. Alex Zetlow of the Charlotte Observer. Um, I found it funny that you said that you watched your um, your highlights from your championship season to prove that you were quote unquote good, or a, a time remind when you were quote. Remind yourself, not remind, <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Remind yourself. Um, can you expound on that? Uh, like, why did you do it? Uh, what did you learn, etc. Um. I don't know, just trying to, I don't know, I was just bored at night, the other night, but, um, no, I mean, it was a great season, and just kind of, like, listening to even post-race interviews and kind of where my mindset was at then when I was winning a lot, just to kind of compare to what I think I'm like maybe right now. Um, you yeah, the next-gen stuff, it's so, like, up and down. Like, it's easy to, and, and obviously 2021 was so strong that, like, we were just riding a high kind of all season, and um, expectations were high, execution was great, results were amazing, um, where since we've gotten in the next gen car, it's like, man, like, it's hard to get your confidence up, so, um, yeah, I just really wanted to look at old tape of myself and, like, just kind of see where my mindset was and see my confidence and, um, just, yeah, just do all that, so it was, I don't think it mattered for the race today, but, like, just to... I don't know, kind of reset your mindset a little bit. I'll come over here. Uh, Barry Richmond, Piedmont Broadcast and WAKG. Uh, you know, you um, uh, did today you talked about the odds for the most part were against uh, a good finish here today at Richmond for Hendrick Motorsports, even though you all really had a, a great day. But having won today and then going to a track where for the most part, it, it fits your driving style. I heard your name mentioned in different venues today as a favorite going to Bristol. Um, uh, what does that do for you going to Bristol, especially going in as a, as a favorite? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I could have ran last in every single race leading into Bristol, and the media is probably going to point to me as being the favorite anyways at Bristol just because it's a dirt track. So um, I don't know. It doesn't. It does not matter to me. Uh, I know that we're going to be good at – every racetrack, um, so that's, that's promising, um, but yeah, it is, it's, it's so different than the dirt racing that I do, uh, during the week, um, that, uh, you know, these heavy stock cars drive nothing like, um, even a dirt late model that's 2,400 pounds, so, um, it's, yes, you know, like, I maybe can read a track better than people, but now this is our third year on it, so I think, you know, everybody's kind of got a good idea of, of what to look for. Um, I feel like the track prep crew does a good job 
of making things consistent throughout the years and but the weekend especially so yeah I think um, it's gonna be at least in the two races that we've ran there it's it's your same guys that run up front you know here today will probably be up front hit uh, at Bristol next week too so um, yeah I think we'll be because we've been a lot better at, at all these racetracks so far this year I think we'll be better than what we were there last year we weren't we weren't great um, you were good when the track had grip not great when it got slick so yeah, I'm sure we've learned from it, and we'll hopefully be better going back. Yep, thank you. Go over to Nathan. This is Tom with the Pony Finish. Kyle, obviously, you know, you get the points back this week, you get the victory, so how does this change your outlook for the rest of the season? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't really change my outlook for the rest of the season. I, I felt like, yo, yes, we got hit with 100 points and all that, um, but I felt like my our race cars were really fast all year long, so I knew we were going to have mul you know many opportunities to win, and um, yeah, we were just uh, able to do that today, and I know we're gonna have more opportunities going forward. So it really doesn't nothing has changed um, you know, my my confidence, I guess. Uh, going uh, into sorry, <laughs> I seen my buddy he just blew up bad so um was checking that out but um yeah i don't know just uh try to keep executing and then you know in, in those last couple of restarts you raced josh there for the win so in these last couple of weeks that he's been in the nine car and that he's been in the shop just what have you seen out of him in, in terms of his growth well he's he's a extremely good race car driver and um you know a great short track racer so um you know i think it, it's hard for me to follow along when I'm out there racing, but uh, I think due to their track position that they had throughout the race, you, they were on a totally different strategy there at the end, just hoping you to catch a caution, and, and that's ultimately what happened. Um, their team did a great job on pit road, and he came out second. And um, you know, me being a leader, I was I was nervous because I hadn't been around him all all day. Um, I know he's a super good short track racer. Um, so yeah, it was. I knew it was gonna be tough, and and thankfully we got clear of him. But um, you know, he's he's done a phenomenal job filling in. I think you know he. It's been nice to have him a part of the debriefs. Um, you know, I feel like he describes his car really well. He seems like he's probably really easy to work with. Um, you know, I'm sure the nine team probably feels he's easy to work with. So um, I've I've enjoyed having him. A part of our team, you know, throughout uh, your Chase's injury. So, I hope I hope whenever Chase comes back, you know, that Josh gets more opportunity going forward and, and good equipment because I mean he is a Cup Series caliber driver and he's proven it, you know, just in the few races that he's ran. So, um, he's very very deserving of of being in the Cup Series and you know he's worked extremely hard his whole career to to get these opportunities. Michael Massey, French Stretch. Kyle, we've kind of gotten used to you being the guy over the years that's like you're the first to go to the to the wall, run the the top lane. It seemed like the the package or tires something let it kind of the racing groove extend a little bit here. But there's only a couple guys really running up against the wall, and they weren't they weren't winning. Um, what what more do you think it needed for for that to be a, the preferable line? Um, well, I mean, if your car is good, you don't need to go up there. So. The guys who are up there, it's because their cars are really bad. Um, yeah, I think 
early in the race, the 47 was going really good. Um, it was kind of unfortunate to see him have his, I guess, brake issues because he was making the top work before that competition caution. And then after that, you could tell he had brake issues. But who knows? You know, maybe had he been towards the front and, and showing speed up there, you know, to drug others up there. But usually Richmond's like that. You know, Richmond, like, especially after rains and stuff, um, you know, that first run, it'll you'll just kind of – most majority of the people run around the bottom, like where you should be at Richmond. And, um, you know, you'll drag, you'll just run until the rubber gets to the wall and then everybody comes back down. So it's just the product of this racetrack, I think. Um, there's only been like one Richmond race, I can't remember what year, but like where I remember running the wall. Um, and again, like I don't want to run the wall <laughs> at any track. I just feel like, you know, if my car is not handling where I, how I want it on the bottom, I have to find speed elsewhere but um, if your car is good you just stay glued to the bottom all right we'll take our, our final question from Bob uh, Bob Hockers Fox Sports when you're battling Josh Berry there on a late restart somebody that you I assume you haven't really raced against a whole lot is there any question in your mind like that you don't know what he's going to do um sure I mean as far as like aggression no I didn't think of that but like you know I could tell that first restart, you know, he, and and I, you know, myself both, like, that was the first time I restarted on the front row on the inside, so, like, we both kind of underdrove one, and um, I got clear of him pretty easy, so when we got that quick caution, I was like, dang, you know, like, now he's, now he knows how much further he can run the corner and, and all that, so he did a much better job that second time, and uh, I had to work, I had to work a lot harder to get clear of him off of two, um, so I was more just thinking about one and two, like how we're going to get through there, and if he's on my right side, um, you know, he's probably got a pretty good idea how to pass people because he's been in traffic the whole race. So, um, but thankfully it worked out where I got clear and kind of just managed my stuff and you know take care of my tires in case we had another another caution. All right, thank you so much, Kyle. Congratulations. All right, guys. Uh, Kyle Larson there. Congratulations to him. Two guys won two races this year. All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here till Thursday night. Kyle's got us some guests, two guests lined up. Appreciate you tuning in. Get them tickets for Talladega. Tune in. We're going to give some away. Start that little promotion Thursday night. I'm getting that light ready to shine.